Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel Podcast. As a vibrant part of life at Trinity Western University, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me on paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. I'm honestly not sure what translation of the Bible this version of Psalm 23 comes from. However, this is what my mom would pray with me every night before going to bed from the time that I was born until I left home to come to Trinity. For so long, this prayer kept my wandering, fearful mind at bay. The world is a scary place, and I believed this through and through as a young child, and even more as I got older. Strangers, public transit, walking to school in the dark, you name it, I was scared of it. I spent the first couple of years at Trinity working on this fear and allowing God to enter all of those places where fear crept into my life. And as God showed up more and more in these spaces, I felt more and more free. Now, let's fast forward to the beginning of this school year, September 2021. This was an equally exciting and exhausting time for me. As some of you may know, I'm on the soccer team and our much anticipated season was starting after 18 long months of social distance training. I also decided that I wanted to be more involved in student leadership this year, so I became an apartment rep. And on top of that, I work at the gym two to three times a week. I'm taking a full course load and I'm the spiritual leader on my soccer team. Needless to say, I was very busy. But as busy as I was, I kind of liked it. I had this feeling that I was getting stuff done and I had a solid plan for my life that I could really see happening for the first time ever. I was going to play soccer, I was going to do school, and then once that was over, I was going to pursue my childhood dream of playing professional soccer. I had always seen soccer as a gift, and my time at Trinity has allowed me to use soccer as worship. And I wanted to use my gifts and abilities that God has given me and do everything I could with them. This dream was what was driving me, and it got me out of bed most mornings. I remember feeling like I was on the edge of burnout only a month into the school year. I sat down with my RD and we had a conversation about how different aspects of my life were going and it became very apparent that all of these things that I had on my plate were just distracting me from what really mattered, my spiritual life. After coming to this realization, I knew that I had to make a change. I knew that something had to give and I needed to let go of something, but to be honest, I didn't really want to let go of anything. On October 16th, our team was playing against UBC in the last game of our regular season before we headed into the Can West playoff run. And I started that game as I usually did at left back and had no idea that around the 70th minute of that game, everything would come crashing down for me. Around the 70th minute, I started to get really dizzy. My vision was blurry. I w- was really nauseous and had a horrible headache. I tried to play through these symptoms as it was a really important game, but 
then the entire right side of my body went numb and I couldn't run, couldn't walk straight, so I had to come off the field. I disregarded most of my symptoms other than my headache because it was just so painful. And I went home that night, I tried to sleep it off, but that was very wishful thinking. <laughs> I went to the hospital the next morning and shortly after the doctors discovered that my brain was bleeding. And the doctors assured me that I was lucky because brain bleeds are typically a 50-50 chance of life or death. And at the time, most of the information they were telling me just went in one ear and out the other because all I wanted to know is if I could play in our playoff games the next weekend. And I was quickly assured that the answer was no, that I wouldn't be playing or doing anything for a while. I was kept in the hospital for the whole following week. I felt alone, felt abandoned by God, and was hopeless. It was as if everything I had was ripped away from my hands and I was left with nothing. I couldn't play soccer, couldn't go to school or even do my homework. I couldn't lead my apartment floor and build in community. I couldn't go to work, couldn't hang out with my friends, and I most certainly couldn't lead my team spiritually. Everything that I was so secure in was gone. And I wasn't so much angry at God as I was confused. I was confused as to why God would make this as a part of the plan for my life. I remember that fear that I hadn't felt in a long time come rushing back in. I was terrified to sleep. Every time I would close my eyes, everything would get really bright, and I felt as though God was letting me go. And I had no hope in God in this moment, and I felt forgotten. After being released from the hospital and having a couple of really honest conversations with some people, I had a dream that changed everything. And in my dream, I was sitting at a very elegant dining room table with a beautiful tablecloth and beautiful china and cutlery, and it was only me sitting at this huge long table. And then God entered the room and he ripped the tablecloth away, which sent all the china and cutlery flying in the air. And when it was in the air, it, everything froze. And God asked me a question. He said, Aaliyah, what do you want on the table? And in my dream, everything that was on the table represented all of the things that I was cluttering my life with the things that were distracting me from my relationship with God. And so I responded, I want everything on the table. And then God asked me again, he says, Aaliyah, what do you need on the table? And I responded, I only need you. And then everything unfroze and it falls on the table and it shatters. And after my dream, I went on this crazy journey of searching for the God that I knew, the God that would lead me beside still waters and restore my soul the God that allowed me to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but who was also right beside me the whole time. The God that turned my fear into courage and who cares about even the smallest of things, like the little girl who's walking to school in the dark. Ever since I've had this dream, I learned to hold things that I have very loosely, because no matter how secure I am in them, they can all be taken away in a moment. But nothing can take God away. I've learned to be dependent on God and not my own strength. My own strength got me to a hospital bed and by God's strength, I've been healed. No amount of satisfaction or recognition from things of our own doing can compare to the feeling of having a true relationship with God and being deeply known by Him. This has to be the central part of our beings. Jesus has to be the reason that I get up in the morning and nothing else. If I had a word of encouragement, 
I would encourage you guys to evaluate where and how you are spending the time that you're given each day. Every second of every day we make choices, some of which will bring us closer to God and others will distance us from Him. These choices often disguise themselves as normal or not being a big deal, when in reality those things can add up to be more than a big deal, because God is a big deal. And something as simple as the people you surround yourself with or the music you choose to listen to or the value that you place in your own achievements, these can all distract you from what really matters. It's never too late to start practicing having Jesus at the center of your life. But why wait any longer when you could start right now? Thanks for listening. We hope you are blessed and be encouraged in your faith life. Chapel happens every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. in the gymnasium or online at livechapel.twu.ca. You can also stay connected with us by following at TWU Chapel. Until next time, much love.